From the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes, you're listening to the Snakes Cast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. I'm Jonathan Moriarty. Joining me this week are my co-hosts Steve Tassie. Hello. And Emily Finnerty. Hi. It's the first Tuesday of the month, and that means it's time for our game spotlight. We are going to talk about one of the all-time classics of modern board gaming, folks. It's called Cosmic Encounter. Yeah! The <laughs> legendary Tom Vassell, probably the most influential board game reviewer on the internet, is famous for citing Cosmic Encounter as his favorite game of all time. And uh, the thing is, though, that uh, you know, if you're the sort of person who listens to the Snakes cast, relatively new and curious about the hobby, Chances are you've never heard of this game, so we would like to introduce you to it, give you a sense of what it's like, and a sense of whether or not it's something you'd like to explore. So, uh, Steve, that, I, I take it that that yay means that you're a fan <laughs> of Cosmic. I am a big fan. I've been playing it since I was about, I would say, 16 or 17 years old. Uh, that's... Uh... A long, long time ago. <laughs> so so uh, you've, 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 there are all these different editions of the game, I have right? Played from the 70s. Many different, many different editions. I've played the Eon Games edition. I owned the Hasbro edition. What a horrible disaster <laughs> that was. Uh, the I ships have, were so pretty, though. They this were was very colorful pretty. plastic ships. They oh. were extremely pretty. But they made it a four player maximum game. Idiots. <laughs> uh, and I own the uh, the current Fantasy Flight incarnation, along with uh, almost all, but not quite all, of the uh, expansions. A lot of people consider that Fantasy Flight edition to be the best edition of a game that's 30 years old and been through many, many different iterations. Would you concur with that? Uh, it's incredibly good. I It's been so long, and I was so young when I started playing, that I, I, I don't feel qualified to actually make that statement, just because... You know, you always remember something from your youth more right. fondly than you would remember it now. Um, so, it's very good. It's probably the best. I can't say that absolutely <laughs> 100%, though. How about you, Emily? Have you played Cosmic Encounter? I have. I've only played it once, unfortunately, a little while ago. One of the um, issues with working at Snakes and Lattes is everybody is very into, you know, the cult of the new. And a lot of the time <laughs> I find myself playing something once, and then the next time I'm, you know, in the cafe or in a position to play board games, they're like, no, no, Cosmic Encounter was so, like, you know, last week. We're playing this now. Right. So, last century. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, there, there's... um. Not a lot of room in my life for repetition, apparently, but um, I enjoyed my experience playing Cosmic Encounter quite a bit, from what I can recall. All right. So let's talk a little bit about how the game works. The deal with Cosmic Encounter is that each player is an alien race, mm -hmm. and uh, you each have your own unique alien power that breaks one of the rules of the game pretty severely. And you've each got your own little star system with your little planets and your little UFOs. And on your turn, you draw a card and it tells you whose solar system you're going to go and visit. And you send some of your ships over to their place. And maybe you attack them, or maybe you just negotiate. Maybe you play nice, maybe you're a jerk. You can invite people from uh, the other alien races to join you, both on attacking and on defending. And what you're trying to do, ultimately, is put those little ships of yours on other people's planets. If you can do this with five planets, the game's over and you're the winner. Pretty basic formula. What, uh, that's, is, uh, well, I guess that's actually got to be one of the biggest strengths of the game, isn't it? The, the core mechanics are quite simple. Um, there, there are lots of individual little phases that you go through, but mm -hmm. each actual step of the game is remarkably straightforward. It was, it was fairly recent for you, Emily, then. How, how, um, how easy was it to learn how to play Cosmic? 
fairly easy. I, I'm pretty sure I played it with people that had never played it before, and that mm. they, they, we, we grabbed it off the shelf saying, this is a thing that I heard was great, we should try this out. So we sort of pieced it together ourselves from the rule book. Wow. And as far as I know, we played it, you know, accurately. You know, we had people check in, like, is this the thing that we, is, <laughs> are we doing this thing properly? Like, yeah, you're doing it right. Learning games from rule books is rough, and it was, you had no problems with it? Nope. That's that's okay. That's that is a very strong statement in favor. of So this game. Uh, I don't know if it's um you know a statement in favor of the rule book or if the game itself, but it's definitely not something to be taken lightly. Fantasy flight and easy to understand rule books are not words that generally go together. So yeah, um, we, we probably have to give some of the credit to the cleanliness to the, to the game. of the mm -hmm. design and, uh, and how straightforwardly it works. So when you were playing, what uh, what elements of the game did you like the best? What were your favorite parts? Um, I definitely like the fact that every player had um, a character car, like a different alien race, that allowed them to break the rules in very specific ways. Which, um, which race were you? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. But, <laughs> um, there's I, so many of them. I know, I mean, there's so many. It's this massive stack. I wasn't... The box comes with like 50 of them, I yeah, think. Yeah, tons. The, um, and they all look cool. Yeah, the art's great, the art's beautiful, and they all do something interesting, and then I, I can only imagine that, you know, different combinations of different alien races would make for a completely different atmosphere of the game. But Very um, much. I, very, very much. That's, that's really something I like. I like being able to have, like, the option to do something differently than all the other players, um, mm -hmm. whether it be something, you know, consistent throughout the game, or if it's something that I've just, you know, acquired this turn until my next turn. But that's something I really enjoy in games, like the individuality, and then... Um, I can only imagine, I've only played it once, but I can only imagine that I would give it a lot of like replay value, knowing that, you know, chances are next time you play it, you're going to be playing some, like a completely different game with a completely mm -hmm. different sets Absolutely. of characters, like a new completely different thing. It's a lot like Small World in that yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's different. And uh, you see a lot less repetition than in Small World too, mm -hmm. because see, uh, you, as soon as the pacifist shows up, you know, the, the alien that can win by negotiating yeah. instead of attacking, mm -hmm. it completely changes the character of the game. As soon as the virus shows up, mm -hmm. uh, who is extraordinarily powerful at attacking, suddenly the game is about how do we stop the virus. The zombie is another one. Yeah, so they're, 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 they the ships die. can't be destroyed. You can't destroy them, ever. How do you defeat that? Um, the, uh, how, how do you feel about the negotiation part of the game? About uh, when you have a choice to join somebody when they're attacking or join somebody when they're defending? What would, uh, how strong a role did that play in your experience? Uh, a pretty strong part. I mean, you know, getting allies for me was one of the primary reasons. I think I, I, I won the game I played, if I remember correctly. My friends might remember this differently, but as far as I know, I won. Just how much and, did you have to drink that night? Yeah? Uh, you know, um, but... Uh, She's a very wee girl. <laughs> I'm a very wee. But um, it was, um, yeah, it's, it's important. It's it's. I find that when a lot of the time, like if a game is well made and it has that aspect of you know negotiation and negotiation and having to make allies and having to make you know tenuous little temporary alliances with people, that it, if the game is well made, that those are very integral to the game functioning properly and for you to have a good time. Um, One thing that tends to be a problem in some negotiation games is the sense of being picked on. You know, a group of people are all just saying they're going to get this person, but Cosmic has that destiny deck as well. You don't decide. Whose planets you're going to go yeah, and visit? Yeah, the game on a turn. decides for you. Exactly. So it's very possible that the person that you've you know been you know buddying <laughs> up with for the entire game suddenly is forced to attack you on the next round. Well, sorry, nothing personal. Mm -hmm. the way the game How'd works. you feel about that? Did you ever have to? Uh, was, did that put a strain on some of your alliances? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, as much as you know, games of alliances is about like let's be buds. It's also like 
let's be buds, but only because we want this person <laughs> to be in a worse position than we are. Let's be buds until I'm in a position where I can win by not being your bud anymore. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, a lot of you know, people who play a lot of board games sort of have an understanding of how that works. You know, I mean, we talk about, you know, like friendship breaking board games all the time. Right. But, you know, reality is board games are like a safe space for you to be a jerk to your friends. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and if your friends... Amen, sister. And, and if your friends take, you know hold it against you afterwards, then you reserve the right to say, like, come on, man, seriously, it's a board game. It's the point <laughs> of the game, and you're maybe a little bit too sensitive. Yeah, if your friends hold it against you when you do stuff in games, uh, they either have baggage with you in real life, or you just need a new <laughs> batch of friends. How do you feel about the Destiny deck, Steve? Is, oh. it, uh, is it too nicey-nice? Does it give you too much of an excuse? Or do you, would you prefer things to be more freewheeling, where I can actually decide I'm going to get you? I like the Destiny deck, uh, because it forces you to uh, do something that you maybe wouldn't have done ordinarily. Hmm. Uh, in a game where you have the right to make the choices, you're going to make certain choices. Uh, but with the Destiny pile, it's like, oh, okay, so I'm going up against the guy who's got the strongest home bases. <laughs> Great! Okay, let's see how this goes. Yeah, Hopefully I can or, convince some friends to come and join me. Or I'm going up against my best friend in the game, so I hope he's got a negotiate card too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It forces so. you to constantly sort of reevaluate your strategy and change it up constantly. I mean, it's 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 got to be very difficult to start off cosmic encounters telling yourself this is the thing I'm going to do for the entire game and then actually stick with it. It it keeps going in unexpected directions, and that's one of the things it does. It kind of reminds me of uh, in King of Tokyo, another really popular game at the cafe. You can't decide who you're going to attack. You know, if you're not in Tokyo, you're attacking whoever is. If you are, you're attacking everybody who's not. Yeah. And that really gives personal. you a lot of freedom. Exactly. Same thing with cosmic. But, uh, of course, this was decades before King of Tokyo, way ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. Now, Cosmic is also a game that has a lot of expansion sets that also kind of goes with something published by Fantasy Flight Games. <laughs> um, and yet, it, that tradition predates it's Fantasy true. Flight Edition. It goes the way original back. editions were covered in expansions. So this, this really is doing homage and honor to the, to the legacy of the game. Uh, yeah. it's, this is not a cynical cash grab. This is bringing more goodness to the table. Absolutely. So the first expansion set was called Cosmic Incursion. Uh, the, the basic game can be played with three to five players. Uh, I wouldn't really play it with three or four. Oh, no. No, 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 no. You need, no. You need at least five people. I say five or six is really the sweet point. Playing with more than that, it can get bogged down. But how would you play with more than that if you only have a game for three to five players, Steve? Expansion! Oh, that's right. We were talking about expansions. <laughs> that's why, we? Okay. So Cosmic Incursion comes with uh, orange pieces. The base game's got you know, red, blue, yellow green, purple. Uh, orange comes in with Cosmic Incursion, so there's another player. It also includes these optional reward cards, mm -hmm. including stuff like kickers and yeah. other weird cards, plus a whole ton of new aliens, like 24 more aliens you can play with. Um, personally, I'm a big fan of the optional rewards deck. One, one, of the yeah. one of the things about Cosmic Encounters is that when you, uh, when you join in and help somebody, and you're attacking, the reward for, for helping is really, really powerful. You get, a, you get your ships on somebody's planet, and that's a huge thing. But if you help somebody to defend themselves, your reward is you get to draw some more cards, or you get to get some of your ships back from the dead. Now, the cards usually aren't that much of a reward, but when you use those, uh, the, the, those killer cards from Cosmic Incursion mm -hmm. as a special separate deck that you only get to draw from when you successfully help somebody to protect themselves, it gets fun, and you see oh, yeah. a lot more people joining in on the defense. At least that's how it's been in games that I've played. Did you, 
Did you? Is oh, that yeah. your experience as well, Steve? Yes, uh, absolutely. People were far more likely to to be defensive allies, um, and those cards got used. The one downside is that they have a different back on them. Which, no, no, that's not a downside. Well, it is sort <laughs> of, uh, in in one way, because there are conditions in the game where you get to take cards from other people's hands. Again, not a downside, because people get to pick out those cards specifically, and they particularly put some cards in that deck that are terrible. That's like, true. Worse yes. than normal cards, and those are there to act as bait Man. to trick other people into stealing them from you. <laughs> okay, so you see it as, as an upside. Oh, goodness, yes. Um, it's all good with Cosmic Incursion. <laughs> to me, that's the one must-have expansion set for this game. Uh, did you play with the Defender Reward cards, Sam? I did not, no. Mm. Did, were people reluctant to join in and ally with somebody on the defense? A little bit. It definitely took more convincing to get people to you know, come to your assistance when defending your planets as opposed to attacking them. Mm. Um, so I can only imagine that having rewards for those sorts of things would make the make the, the alliances a lot We'll have easier. to play some time yeah. and uh, add those in. Mm -hmm. So then we had Cosmic Conflict, which adds black pieces and hazard cards like Meteor Swarms and Temporal Anomalies and, and of course, more aliens because they all come with, with a ton <laughs> more aliens. Yes. Uh, have you ever played with those with that stuff, Steve? Uh, I haven't played with the hazard cards. Here's my biggest problem with uh, with Cosmic Encounter being on the top of my list is pretty much every time I play it, I'm playing it with at least half a table full of people who've never played it before, mm. which means that I don't get to throw in some of the more interesting uh, or more confusing uh, expansion elements. Do you play with um, flares? I do play with the flares, absolutely. Did you have the flares in your game, Emily? No. Flares are cards that come in the basic game, actually. They're like miniature versions of those rule-breaking powers that you, uh, that you can have. And your, your race's power is in there, and some others are going to be in there as well. The wild um, and the super. Those can actually be... Uh, I usually leave those out when I'm teaching Cosmic huh. to new people, but I leave the Defender Awards in. Interesting. To me, to me flares are just part of the game. Mm. I, I, I don't leave those out. But I leave out the tech cards. Right, the technology uh, cards. That comes with the base game, too. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see, then we had Cosmic Alliance, which introduces white pieces, yep. rules for team play, and more cards for using with large games. Plus, of course, another had a couple dozen aliens. Yep. Do you ever play with, the, uh, with these things? Again, um, unfortunately not, because I'm always teaching it mm. to new people. I would love to get sort of a group that plays it again and again the way I had in high school, because <laughs> uh, then we could do that and get crazy. When I was when I was in high school, we would play with sometimes three or even four alien powers per player. What? Uh, and wow. the game would just be ridiculous. It was it was awesome. Um, but of course, that's what I mean about looking back on things and remembering. Oh yeah, that I suppose. was awesome. You might not be able to tell you. I'm point. not sure at uh, being in my extremely late 30s <laughs> as I am that um, I have the mental elasticity to cope with a five-player game where everyone's got three different alien powers. Uh, I might just throw up on myself, um, but I remember it fondly. <laughs> what do you think of playing in teams? Uh, I'd be really curious to see how that works, actually. I mean, considering it's a game that relies so much on, you know, tenuous relationships, it'd be mm -hmm. interesting to see how that changes. Would it make it or would it break it? That's curious. I, I don't know. I don't now know either. I've never actually played it. The team mechanic, I believe, means that both players have to win for them to win. Is that right? Rather than if my partner wins, I win. It's got to be both of you win, I think. I haven't actually played it. So okay. I was right. hoping you'd be able to fill us <laughs> in on this. 
Well, there are limits to even the knowledge of the gurus when it comes to these things. There's also another one called Cosmic Storm, which introduces space stations that you can have orbiting your planets and do all kinds of things. Plus, of course, More another aliens. couple dozen aliens. I suspect the space stations are the modern replacement for what used to be called moons. Right, and lucre and stuff. Because you had moons uh, in, the, in the old version, and each moon you had around your planets had a special ability. And in the old, old version, they had um, an extra kind of moon called cheese moons. Because, uh, you know, the moon is made were of they, cheese. Were, and were, was it cheesy in a game sense? The cheese moons sense? were ridiculously stupid. <laughs> they were just borderline unplayable. Um, so I have to wonder if any of the space stations are goofy, goofy space stations the way the cheese moons were. <laughs> well, I don't have that one. That's the one expansion that I don't have yet. Well, if you ever get, if you ever pick it up, I'd be curious to hear about it. <laughs> I want to pick it up, but it won't fit in the box. <laughs> Everything else fits in the one main box when packed exactly right. There's no more space for another expansion. Curse you, Fantasy Flight. One does not simply <laughs> stop purchasing expansions when one runs out of space in the box. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Next time you're at Snakes and Lattes, give Cosmic Encounter a try. If you have four or five players, I wouldn't really... Actually, five, six is also good, because we put the expansion set in the box. One of them, the, the, yeah. the most important one. Till then, I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Emily Fanerty and Steve Tassie. Game on. Save the zombie for me. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find more from the Game Gurus by subscribing to the Snakes and Lattes YouTube channel or by visiting our blog. Just go to snakesandlattes.com and click where it says blog up near the top of the page. Until next week, I'm P.T. Douglas. Game on.